Carrie's like, I bought both of you tickets to come with me to Paris. And Charlotte's like, I'm in. And Miranda's like, I can't go. And <laughs> Charlotte's like, I guess it's you and me. And Carrie's like, I'm all set. <laughs> of Girls Gotta Eat. Welcome back. Raina just burped. <laughs> I hate burps so much. They make me sick. I hate them more than farts. I hate them more than diarrhea. I hate burps so much. If someone like burps in a car and the windows are up, I will throw up. You said that to me like it was such a hot take. I hate burps. Like you're the only no, like, people. I don't think a lot of people hate them that much. They're like, oh, they're funny. Uh, I think they're disgusting. A belch from the inside I of your body. It. The I smell from the cavity I of your body. I hate them so much. Like, like I'm not, you know, we're we're not like a burp fart family. Like yeah, I fart all the time in the privacy of my own home. But like <laughs> guys that'll like burp. Why did you tell me the other day you backed up into a corner and farted? <laughs> like the corner caught the fart. Like it wouldn't. <laughs> Was this in a show? Wait, wait, it was in a live show. You farted in the green room. You, I said something about it. You're like, yeah, what do you think I was doing in the corner? <laughs> what do you think I was doing in the corner? <laughs> oh, my God. All right, guys. We have a hot one today. Zulk is on Raina's lap. This is crazy. He just, like, hit my arm and got up under it. He just, he's, I, he oh. knew you were kind of, like, in a bad mood today. So he's just, he's a therapy dog. I am having a bad day. You he can tell. It. Okay, and this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash gg. So you know if you listen to the show that we are such fans of therapy and anything that can really improve your mental health and get you to a better place where you are loving and enjoying your life more and spending the time the way you want to. A lot of people spend their lives wishing they had more time, but the question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. So therapy can really help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's so helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, empowering you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma, et cetera. It helps you with your relationships, whether romantic, friendships, family, all the things. So we really cannot recommend it enough. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and then switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So again, check out BetterHelp, see if it works for you, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash GGE today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash GGE. Okay, listen, we're going to Miami tomorrow. Thank God. Allegedly. Delta this morning tried to play around, send me a text message talking about inclement weather. It's going to be 50 degrees tonight. If this rain freezes, it's a personal attack on us. I'm going to be so upset if we can't get the fuck out of this place. No, it's just... It's so gross. It's ha- I haven't seen the sun in weeks. Oh, it's bad. My yeah. skin hasn't seen it in weeks. Instagram took down your photo. That was so upsetting. Okay. It's so upsetting when that happens. Like, so I am kind. I have underwear on, and I'm my t- I'm topless, but there's emojis over my my breast. I thought that was fine. I thought it was fine, and also like I've seen people in bikinis that cover less than those those um little emojis covered. 
I thought you could do whatever if you covered your nipples, which also is so fucking stupid. But like, I don't understand that. I really don't understand it. You were wearing underwear. Like you said, there was no like vagina. It's fucking crazy. Also, I tell you something funny about that that just happened right this like second. it actually like, can you dispute it? Whatever. I, I just it's such a bummer when that happens. Like it's such a bummer when you get hundreds of comments and then know, people, people are in there. Take it down. So um it's funny, this just happened. So I screenshot it went so Des Bishop, who is our friend, Hannah Burners, I saw um, what he said. Fiance, um commented on it and I laughed so hard that he just like was out here like commenting. I think that's a sign of a good relationship. Your man can be out here just like trolling your good friends. He wasn't trying to hide it. Hannah's a good friend of ours. Yeah. So he just DM'd me um and said I have all these summer house haters giving me shit for commenting on your No (laughs) Right this second it it was up for what 20 minutes? 20 minutes and it's been down for hours. That is so crazy. I never, ever want to be a famous person. Literally, your man like comments on a, f- a mutual friends and people are like, there's trouble in paradise. Hannah and Dez. <laughs> Dez is fucking Raina Greenberg. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's so true. I will say it all day long. That is a good friend of mine and her fiance said something funny. Our business, well, our other business partner, oh, he God. comments stuff like that. Uh, Bobby and, Westside? And Bobby Westside. And we are close friends with their girlfriends and wives. And, fiance's and fiance's. And wives. I can't post something without Bobby Flames panting face. Like he just goes so hard. <laughs> so it's just funny. I'm glad you brought it up because it happened like right this second. A lot of people are like in his DMs like, how could you do this? I'm like, oh my God. That Trust me. Between me, Des and Hannah, we'll take care of this. Well, We're it's, fine. It's just, it's so nuts that people even think about that one. It's so public. So public, right? He's not signing to my if DMs. If Des DM'd you that, we got a problem. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Which he never would. He's like the best guy. Oh my gosh, love him so much. Love him so much. Um, Okay, one little baby housekeeping thing to get out of the way and then we're getting this fucking episode. Um, We will see you guys in DC this weekend. We are so excited for two shows on the 12th. We come home for a couple days and then we're going to San Francisco, LA, San Diego. Cannot wait. So if you guys are coming to any of those shows, you're going to email stories at girlsgettypockets.com and let us know tea about friends you're coming with. You bring your man, some crazy story about them. Yes. Um, Maybe your friends are going with without you and you want to talk shit on them at the show, send us a message. Yes. Uh, if you have single guys in your party and then also if you guys have sexts in your phone, get them ready. Don't email them. So send us everything. Yeah. Send us everything. We'll see you guys soon. We have some tickets left for some of those shows. Check it all out on our yeah. website. Girlsgettypodcast.com. Um, do you see the DC? They named their football team? No. What are they calling it? The Commanders. Love it. Why didn't we do this originally? Why didn't we do this before? Best name. That is so sexy. Isn't it? Oh my, I'm going to fuck that whole team. (laughs) That's the best name. And it makes so much sense. The commanders. Yes. I love it. What? Well, commanders in chief. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) That is a bomb name. Courtney, uh, Courtney McGinnis, you know, Courtney and Casey, they, they were on the show. They were the last couple, uh, last guests we ever had in the old house studio. Um, they, she's like a huge Washington team fan and she's my go-to for all the news on the team. Oh, so really? she posted this like hype video. It looked nice. She just burp again. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. And when people blow it out, people like burp and blow it. I want to die. At least I'm not farting into corners and then, you know, magically absorb it into the corner. Just that. Everybody does that. Farts in a corner. It's just, you got a crop dust in the corner. You don't think that it bounces off of both sides of the wall and goes right back into the room? It doesn't matter. No one's in the corner. Like, <laughs> oh, you think I'm not going to fart? You think I'm going to go on stage with a fart in my stomach? <laughs> I... <laughs> God, this episode... So... 
here's here's how today is going to go. <laughs> We're going to um it's literally the Thursday of the the finale of of and just like that today. I woke up and watched it at 9 a.m. Did you watch too. it this morning? First thing in the morning. I watched yeah. Tinder Swindler last night, which we'll get into next. We have tons of stuff to talk about next yes, week. Yes, yes. Um, but this week, just Sex in the City. So I loved watching TV in the morning. It's like so nice to have a cup of coffee and watch like a 9 a.m. show. <laughs> Actually, it's been like telling me these things, like working out in the morning is crazy. I'm like, yeah, it's my life. It's my life every single week. <laughs> today, I got up at 8.30 and I had soup before noon. I was like, I am Raina Greenberg. Yes, I feel it. I'm about to get a breast reduction. I'm telling you this thing. <laughs> So uh, my my titties looked really big. They two days a month they look really big around my period. Mm-hmm. At least half a cup size bigger. And I sent a picture to Rain. I was like, Schneider reduction, <laughs> just for the attention. <laughs> I'm getting so much gas out of this. Great. Okay, so we're gonna do that. We we're gonna do and just like that. We're gonna wreck a couple other shows, but we're not gonna totally dive into them because that's you know we're just doing one today. This, that's the show which isn't gonna turn into TV show recaps. So before that, though, right now. I'm going to share a story. Before that, I'm going to tell you a little anecdote before okay. your story. So, you know, every like few months, I, well, first of all, I got out of these streets completely. I was in a relationship for a while. But, you know, every like before that, every few months, I decided to get back in these streets. So, I fired up Hinge and I realized um, I deleted my Hinge and I don't have one anymore. And so, I have to like restart from scratch now. Oh. So, I'm like re-picking pictures. I'll let you guys know how Oh my goes. God. New but, titty pics? New titty pics. I'm just like, very excited to start again. So, I decided to get in these streets because we have a really good friend who's um, recently single. She's going to come on the show and talk about her breakup in a couple weeks. Oh my gosh, um, more Raina's friend. She is more my friend, but you're, you're becoming better friends with her now that she's single. Tara roll. <laughs> Actually, I connect with people Ashley, more. No interest in she. <laughs> no, we were friends. <laughs> no, we were friends. Remember, we went over there the day, like the right when after Dewey passed. I've always like really loved her. I just I feel like we're connected on a new level, a single level, yes. single girl level. But um, we have a great breakup episode coming with her in a couple weeks. Um, but she's been on Hinge and having like great experiences, and I've been really inspired by her whole attitude towards dating in general. She's just been really like light and fun about it. Like it's not that deep. This is fun. So oh my god, Azul's piece. Azul is just yeah. next level. This is crazy. Um, he's like, girl, you need to get some dick, but I'll be here in the meantime. Um, so anyways, I'm just letting you know, I'm, I'm restarting hinge. I didn't realize I completely deleted it. I'm going to maybe get back in these streets. I'm not. Yeah. You're going to hate it. It's, I mean, you know, whatever. It's just, it's, it's fucking sucks. All of it sucks. Okay. We've been on like a, New York has been especially bad lately. Just stuff that's happening. Not even just necessarily to us. I'll share a story, but just stuff we hear about, like, we don't need to get into it. You met this guy and you were like, this guy's kind of an asshole. Like that he with to his girlfriend, like, it just seems like it's so bad. Like I look around the streets and like the streets are covered in garbage more than ever. And I'm like, it's such a metaphor for the dating scene. I just, I feel like I thought it was better. I thought it was getting better and it hasn't. So, um, I wanted to just give an update on short zipper King's friend who <laughs> you guys are obsessed with short, short zipper, zipper King. King. And then it's so funny. Cause that this thing went viral on like a Barcel. few, it was over, it was, it was but it was on a ton of accounts of like that short king gathering uh-huh. where I, the, you, a lot of you guys saw this sent it to us guys could only go to this party that were five eight or under and all their dates had to be five ten or above mm-hmm. and it was like a short king party and people were saying funny stuff like you guys started short kings i'm like we absolutely did not we started short zipper king short zipper king but we've been hearing short kings especially oh my like God, yeah boston started it um oh, it's been around for, short king kingdom is boston Short King, yes. So, which is why that tracks with Barstool. Okay, sorry. Right, no. Is that where they had the party? Well, that's where Barstool is from, like Uh, originally. So, like Short King Kingdom. I know, but Barstool's everywhere. But like, I wonder if they had that party in Boston. Now I want to know. I bet it was. All right, we'll look it up. We'll look it up. So, if you guys remember, I 
had met Short Zipper King's friend. Now this was weeks ago at this point. It's crazy that I have an update for you guys. So we met, we chatted, we texted, and we talked about getting together when we got back into the city. Because I like, you know, he wouldn't talk. We met in Austin. He lives here. He lives like very close to me. And the last thing that happened was I was basically on a plane coming back here, I think on the 19th. Was that your surgery? Uh, 18th was my surgery. Okay. So anyway, he was like, let's get dinner or drinks next week. I wrote back. Oh, no, on Tuesday, January 18th. So January 18th, I said like, no worries. I'm on the plane back right now and drinks sound great. Right? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So Tuesday, January 18th, 5 p.m. (laughs) Nothing for two weeks. Just (laughs) left me unread. Which I'm like... Stop laughing. Listen, this is just customary to date here, I feel like. This guy... And also on top of it, this guy's young. He's tall. He's hot. He's a great job. Probably makes a lot of money. He's probably going to be an asshole. It's Mm -hmm. whatever. I was like, I don't care. This stuff rolls off my back. I would have gone out with him. I don't know him like that. He could be a shitty person. I just don't know. But yeah, I'll I'll admit it. I would have gone out with him, right? Like I wasn't like heartbroken, but I mean, it doesn't feel good. But I would like a few days past. I was like, I forget who that guy is. I met him for what? 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know him. Mm -hmm. So this past Monday night, what was Monday? The 31st? February 1st. (laughs) January 30th. Yeah, January 31st. Monday was the 31st. So we're like basically two weeks out. Yeah. You would know because your titties. And I, <laughs> I know because I know what days our episodes yeah. drop. <laughs> so but the, the text was, I left, got left on red since the day you got new titties. Okay. And Monday night, 1146 PM, we're at a midnight text. First text. Hey, I see it come in. I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> just a hey. And then follows up. He's typing. I'm like, what is this going to say? I'm on the couch just watching this happen in real time. And he goes, I have to go to Philly this weekend. What? It's Monday. It's sir. Monday, sir. It's Monday. I have to go to Philly this weekend. But if you're around next week, do you want to get drinks like Thursday or something? 10 days from now, 10 days from this after midnight two, tax after, after two, two weeks. weeks of being, you know, like, listen, here's what happened here. This is the most quintessential keeping someone on the bench of all time. Like you are sitting around Monday night, I guess, at midnight, thinking about the girls on your bench, thinking about the girls you've met in the past couple of weeks, making sure you can still keep them on the bench. Like, there's no other answer. I know I know that things come up. I know that people go through stuff when they do and when they, you know, leave you on red for two weeks, they touch base and say what happened. They say, so sorry, it's been crazy. The fact that you just start with a hey shows me that that's such normal behavior to you. And again, like, I don't know this person. I I laughed about it. I'm not, I'm not personally insulted. I don't know this person on a deep level. He doesn't know me, but I don't care about someone two weeks after meeting them casually. Like the momentum is gone. I don't give a shit. You're not on my mind. I'm not interested anymore. I've lost interest completely. It is crazy that you still thought about me. Like that's such a sign of like a fuck boy to me. Like he's sitting there thinking like, oh shit, I haven't touched base with that girl. Let me make sure maybe I can go out with her in 10 days. But that's what's really crazy to me is like, first of all, you're not going to go out with me in 10 days. You're going to find a reason yes, to cancel it yeah, in 10 100%, days. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know that like I fall into the, I fall into the realm of being a male apologist sometimes where I'm always just like, he doesn't know anything. He didn't need to check in with you. You guys weren't dating. You met him at the pool, whatever. But, but I do think when you hear some from somebody after two weeks, one sentence, Hey, I hope you've been doing well. I've been really busy, but would love to take you out for a drink tomorrow night. If you're still down tomorrow night, well, what are you asking me out for in 10 days? We're not doing this. I mean, there's two parts of this. Like the asking out in 10 days is just totally insane. It's also so wild to be Monday night and to be talking about the following end of the next week. Like uh-huh. my calendar's booked this weekend. I didn't ask. I don't care about you. I don't care about your plans. The two weeks to me 
you know, you said something we were talking about just like men and men in the city, boys in the city feel like just a totally different level. Like we have not run into this in any other city. You use the word intentional. You're like every other guy I've ever met that I've dated that I've met in another city is more intentional than this. Like you say to somebody, let's get drinks next week. And they say, drinks sound good. You don't hit them up two weeks later. It's so crazy. The behavior feels really not like normal human behavior. Well, it feels disposable. And also I don't really appreciate a midnight text either. Oh, like, it's gross. I, like it, would, it would be different for me if it was like somebody that travels a lot, like lots of people that live here work in consulting and they travel constantly and they're like, I have to plan two weeks out. You and I are always on the road. Like yeah. it wouldn't be so crazy for you and I to make plans with friends 10 days from now. But like I would do it at noon, not at midnight. It's it's it's, it's so two weird. parts. It's leave me on red for two weeks after I accepted your invite. Mm-hmm. After I said like drinks sound great, you know? And then, I mean, I know I'm like getting all worked up here. I'm just, it's such a, it's so indicative of the bigger picture of dating in New York. You're just like, oh my God, like there's no urgency. The the feeling that I get, I said this to you, like I, it's like, I'll get to it when I get to it. They, you don't care. Like I would never settle for it. I just didn't respond at all. He doesn't like, we, we went back and forth. I was like, maybe should I say something like kind of funny, snarky, basically like, no, thank you. I'm not interested anymore. And so I could like be funny with you guys on the show. Cause I don't care. But then I'm like, ultimately like that doesn't deserve a response for me. I, literally forgot you existed. Mm-hmm. Like that is so crazy to me. Like you meet somebody for a short period of time. Like to me, you only have a short period of time thereafter to even make a connection with them. Cause I forget that you have existed. So it's so weird to me. These guys, they just like keep women that they met just in the bank on the bench and then like hit them up at midnight asking to go out the following week. Cause what you have updates every other week, every other night until then it's so bizarre. And it's just, again, I'm not personally insulted, but it like is insulting that you you met me and you thought that I would ever be okay with this. The thing that I like about our show um, and that I like about getting older in general, we've been doing this show for four years now. I mean, you just, you you do live and learn and you get more self-worth as you get older. Like it took me back, this guy's a little younger. It took me back to like 23 year old me exactly. or 25 year old me. That would like, a guy would make these tentative plans with me mm-hmm. and like, you know, let's see where we're both at later. And I would sit at home fully dressed on the couch. I'd give myself a time on the clock and be like, if he doesn't text me by 9.30, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm out. If he doesn't text me by 10, I'm out. I would be 10, 15. And I'd still be sitting there being like, maybe he'll let me know. And it's just like, I have been treated so disposable and non-intentionally. And like, I just feel like as I get older and I do the show more and there's just more information about this out here. I just don't, I'm not such a bad bitch. I just don't, I have no time for it. I'm not interested yes. and I don't care. If you don't want to act right, I just don't care. And like, one of the things I loved so much about the last person I dated was like, he called when he said he would. Mm-hmm. When I was with him, like, was we had a long distance relationship, we made a plan for the next time we were going to see each other while we were doing you know, while we're seeing yeah. that time, like everything felt very intentional. And like, if you're not going to be like that with me, that's fine. You're just not that into me, but I just don't need you in my airspace. I'm so with you. And listen, if this happens to, to somebody listening right now and you want to go out, go out. Like this is not abusive. I just know what it <laughs> is. It's keeping someone on the bench. And like for this guy, the fact that you just didn't respond to me for two weeks makes me know wholeheartedly that you would not be reliable enough for a date 10 days out. You know what I mean? Like you're not just someone I even would trust to show up. So I, and again, like this is the luxury of being women of our age with all this life experience. I'm 25 years old. I meet that guy. I'm like, oh my God, this guy is hot. He has a great job. Oh my God. I'm freaking out. You know what I mean? I'm Mm -hmm. like, this could be my guy. Like I never, clearly I never thought that, but like I wouldn't be able to act like I am now. And you know what I mean? So I have a sympathy to people that would be like, 
sitting here thinking like, I'd go out, I'd go out with him. I would too, if I was a lot younger, but like, I don't have time for the bullshit. And like, maybe I think too highly of myself, but if you're not like excited about me and you, I can feel the energy of like, just keeping me in the bank with everybody else. I don't want it. I don't want a part of it. I just like have too much love for myself, I guess. Yeah. I don't think it's like, I, I'm glad that you sort of like, it's not abusive. Like the way you said, like, it's not insidious. I don't think he thought anything of it. I thought right. it was just like, I met this girl. Oh yeah. She seemed fucking she cool. She exists. Let me see her. Yeah. She's, she exists. She seemed fucking fun and cool and pretty. Let me just see if she's like around when I get back in town. It's just, it's weird to me. If that's exciting to you and you, that guy looks like a fucking model. He's gorgeous. If you were like, yeah, I'm going to go have a drink with him. Whenever. Absolutely. You could. Yeah. Great. But like, I don't know. I just don't need to be bothered by people like this. It's like, I was an afterthought to you and you're going to be an afterthought. An to afterthought. Me. Exactly. And again, like I'm just, I I think I'm great. And like, you met me in person. This isn't like somebody like a stranger that someone set me up with, for example, this is like, we met, you know what I do for a living? We laughed, we had fun. Mm-hmm. We laid in these beds and chit chatted. Like, no, that's not, I don't want it. I, I agree. The I moment's just, passed. I can't be bothered with it. I just, I can't be bothered with anybody that doesn't like show up and treat me well. Yeah. It just, it's not attractive. To so me. he's just getting left on red till the end of time. Um, I would love if he followed up again. Cause then I think I'd just hit him with it. No, thank you. <laughs> I just think no thank you is so funny. Someone asked you out. No thank you. No thank you is so funny. I mean, I always say like, you know, no response is a, is response, a response. Oh, but like, for sure. And that no is. No thank you is really funny. I would do it if he reached back out. Yeah. It's really funny. No thank you. <laughs> that just leaves someone being like, what? Why? Okay. We're going to do and just like that. But we both have watched 20 somethings Austin a day apart. I can't, Raina, you were just a day behind me. We couldn't talk about it. I feel time. like we do this all the time where you will like live tweet me a show that I've watched two days you before. before. We do, me. We do yeah. this all the time. So I'm usually not ahead of you. So I watched it and then recommended it hardcore to Raina. We love it. We're going to talk about it in full next week. I don't know. The show is popular. It's a top show on Netflix. It has been for quite some time, but I don't know how many of you guys have seen it. I did a poll on my Instagram. It looks like it was kind of half and half. So we recommend you guys watch it. I can't imagine anyone that wouldn't love it. It's just, it's a feel good show. I love it. And if you guys want to watch it, we'll recap it next week. Yeah, it's incredibly diverse um, without trying too hard, which is the exact opposite of just like that. Yeah. Um, it was really, there's so much good television on. So we'll have a lot to talk about next week because it's cold and I don't leave the house unless we go to Miami. Um, we, do, we do an update about um, Dallas Business Card Guy. He did say that he wants to come up here and hang out because he doesn't want the fans down. And he wants there to be an update for everybody. And he's like a star fucker. I don't think he's a star fucker. Okay. I think okay, he's okay. around a lot of stars. He, did a lot. he said the word fans? No, he said the audience. And I told him to listen to the episode. <laughs> so like I I told him I I pointed him towards it. Okay. Okay, thank you to Helix for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Use code HELIXPARTNER20, and you'll get 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows. You guys know how obsessed we are with Helix. Both of us have multiple Helix mattresses. It's all we sleep on. I have made sure that my parents have one, my brother has one, my boyfriend has one. I just refuse to go anywhere and not sleep on a Helix mattress. That is how obsessed we are. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, which we love. We have the Lux Collection mattresses, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So for everyone in the family, and you're just going to take their quiz, which is really fun, and then they will give you your personalized mattress recommendation. It's going to be shipped straight to your door free of charge. You can try it out for 100 nights to make sure you love it, and then there's a 10 to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. We know everybody sleeps differently. You might sleep on your back, your side, 
roll around all night on your stomach, or you might want a soft, medium, or firm mattress. We are all so different. So that is why they offer really something for everyone. And so you're just going to order what works best for you, come straight to your door. You can sleep on it that night. You're going to love it. It will change your life. You'll get the best sleep of your life and you can thank us later. So Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash GGE and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer with Helix Better Sleep Starts Now. I do not want to be repetitive to all the stuff I said a few weeks ago for sure. Okay. So I thought about that. Okay. And then I just thought in general, like what is my overall feeling about the show? Because I was okay. trying to understand personally why I feel so angry about this <laughs> show. Because um, it meant so much to me, you know? I yeah. mean, I don't have to hammer that anymore. I mean, every woman that is my age, your age, like feels like they moved to New York and thought they would have that experience. Yeah. Um, and I read this article and it kind of summed it up a little bit more for me. I, I wish I could remember who the writer was, but she said that Sex in the City had um, done what no other show had done before and that and just like that did like literally the exact opposite that it was just a lot of cliches it was trying to be a lot of things that a lot of shows have done now I don't believe the dialogue I don't believe the character development I think it's sloppy and pandering and it insults my sense of like intelligence I don't know the whole show bothered me start to finish well and I've seen people have this hot take where they're like oh uh, you think their writing's bad what you think their writing on Sex and City was so good it's like yeah actually I I I mean I'm not saying that it was like so much more brilliant or I don't I don't know like I'm not saying that it was like the best writing in the world but the the show was so much better and like for me so I started watching Sex in the City when I was like 18 mm-hmm. and then the characters were so aspirational to me and then I became those characters at the same age living in New York City dating as a single woman and it felt real so not only were they aspirational but then when I got to be their age living in the same fucking city even though it was so many years later it still felt real I felt like it got realer to me the more I lived here and dated, I'm like, yeah, you just date the same dudes as like the show prepared me for life here. I do feel like it was realistic at the same time aspirational. I don't know that. And just like that, a, it's not aspirational. If I'm looking at it as a woman in my 30s, looking at women in their 50s, I don't want to be like them, which is the exact opposite of how it was watching it at like in, as 18 and as 30s. And then they, I don't think that most 55 year old New York women would even think it's realistic to them. I don't think so either. So and I think it's totally different. I, I agree. And I, I realized that and just like that was trying to right some of the wrongs of Sex in the City that it wasn't, <laughs> okay, inclu- yeah. it wasn't tremendously like diverse. diverse. It wasn't inclusive of as many gay characters, transgender characters, um, minorities just in general, them having friends that weren't white. I get it, but it's just, I feel like they overcorrected yeah. and, and just like that. And again, I do not believe the dialogue at all. I think that like they, they stayed true to some of the characters, but I, I feel that nobody is as nasty to each other as Carrie is to Charlotte. We'll get into it. Um, I just was disappointed in it. I, I'm insulted for people that are 55. I'm insulted for Steve. I just, I, mean, I don't believe do these, I don't believe yeah. these characters at all. Yeah, and again, like we, it's of course we love that the show is more inclusive, and they're trying to like right those wrongs and bring in all these different kind of characters. It just felt like they went like so hard. It felt so forced. It didn't feel organic. Everybody got a friend who was a woman of color. You know, it just was like, again, I I, I don't know. I can I can only I can't speak on it from anything that's a white straight woman 
So, you know, I'm sure it, a lot of more people felt seen. We love that. I, I think it goes without saying. So it's not that it was just like, it, it was so, yeah, it was like, so try hard with the wokeness and things like that. The other major, major issue I had with this, and I think would have made the characters more believable was that every storyline we talked about this is 10 minutes long <laughs> yeah. and there isn't a lot of character development. Every single person. So when Miranda gets into the cab, she leaves Steve. She has a five minute discussion about leaving him. She gets in a car. She's going to go to Cleveland. And then we're back in New York in the next episode. We, every person was like, did I miss, did an, I miss episode? an episode? I think we like, missed what happened the, to Cleveland. We missed the whole kind of amazing character development of what does it look like to leave your husband of 20 something years that you're bored by? What does it look like to decide that you are attracted to somebody of, a, of the same sex um, or not the sex you've always been attracted to traditionally? What does any of this look like? And it was just like, poof, it's over and everything's fine. I just feel like there was no character development. I, I feel like we don't get to see Carrie really like more and big. I know you feel a little bit differently that we do see I her more like Carrie would a little not more. Shut up about big. I just, I felt like I didn't believe it. In the last episode, she makes some joke about her husband dying and laughs about it. And I, I don't know, it felt misplaced. I just felt like we didn't really get a lot of character development from any of them. There was just these things that happened and then it was just over. Yeah, I mean, I was, I, I, I agree and disagree. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, Sex in the City was like short 30 minute episodes, different storylines every time, but I still feel like there was way better arcs. I still felt like, let's just talk about this. Carrie to essentially end up with her producer to the point where they were furiously making out midday in the workplace. They had, they had what had one interaction before the finale one, one time. Cause Jenny Jones was like, I think they're going to end up together. Yeah, we, I mean, we, a lot of people, of predicted course, this, but like, yes. we predicted this on the show. Yes. Like they had one like flirty look, then nothing until they saw, met each other at Bobby Lee's, what Bobby Lee, what's his name? We, we know Bobby Lee, Bobby, Bobby Lee's wedding, yeah. <laughs> um, surprise wedding. Like, it wasn't realistic. Like I almost felt this is a spoiler alert for the finale of younger. If you want to skip ahead a few seconds and younger, when she ended up with Josh, we hadn't seen her flirt with Josh all season. And of course I wondered end up with Josh, but like, give us more, like get us wet for this relationship. I didn't like, even think about it. All it's of a so sudden like, they gave sudden them one moment. And then they were like literally that hot for each other that they're doing the most unrealistic thing, which is make out an elevator. It, like for the way they made out, I was like, I, I started to tear up out of like, just disbelief and anger. You I know, mean, I told you earlier, there is not a workplace where I haven't fucked a boss, fucked my coworker. I told you earlier, I jerked off one of the waiters in the coat check room at a restaurant job that I worked at. I will do anything anywhere. I'm not making out with somebody I have never made out with who is my coworker in an elevator at noon. It's, I mean, again, it's like, it was, it's a TV show. It was like a movie kiss. It was just, you know, no one kisses like that. No one just throws themselves into each other. Like, you know, that's sober in the middle of the day. Like, where was the tension? Where was any sexual tension or flirt? Rotation literally ever. Actually, imagine a person that you just work with day to day in a professional setting that you have never hooked up with and barely has ever happened. And then in the middle of the day, they make a pass at you in the elevator at your job. The way that they had them kiss was like they came in after getting, they, like they were drunk, like when she went out with Peter. Justice for Peter. Awesome. I love Peter. <laughs> Peter was hot. Oh, uh, Peter. Peter was very hot. Also, the, uh, the other storyline that it makes no sense is that Miranda had a drinking problem. She's carrying <laughs> nips around in her backpack. <laughs> She's going to bars before class at nine in the morning and then she just buys a book and she's fine. Like, that's it? I think that 
Was, now she's drinking non-alcoholic I'm champagne so, in the park. I'm so glad you brought it up because I have such a list of notes and that wasn't on it. And I'm so glad you brought it up because that's a big deal to think you have a drinking problem and like it's affecting your life and then it's just over. They never brought it up again. Never bring it up again. It is unreal. Unreal. I My most hated short storyline that was so crazy and necessary was Carrie buying that buying that apartment. Did you look at what that apartment was? It was like a $20 million condo. Yeah, 100%. Like, I think, I don't think that that was that unrealistic. Like, she had this rich husband that died, but like, oh no, just had her move in one episode. No issues with the closing, no issues with the selling. Again, I know it's a fictional show. It's a 30, 40 minute show. But like, what was the point of that? Just to put her back in her old place. She was already in her old place. Like, who, why did we need her to go to that luxury apartment that we all want to live in and get upset that it beeped and go back to her shitty apartment? <laughs> what 55 year old multimillionaire is going back to their shitty garbage apartment and not staying in their 20 million? And she just, she just left. There was no discussion about you will lose the commission, the closing costs, the insurance costs. <laughs> yeah. Anybody yeah. that has ever bought anything is like, do you know how much money she just left on the table? And I understand. And she inherited all this money and my money doesn't matter to her maybe, but that is crazy. We don't just like buy a penthouse and just leave. It's so crazy. The best thing about Carrie the whole season was Seema. And that's, I will stand 100%. by it. That was yeah. my favorite character. Yeah. I need the Seema spinoff. I'm so glad she was fucking that dude at the end. Yeah, she's the Samantha. Uh, yeah. Also, wasn't that Tony from Prada? I think the the actor was the guy, Tony, is that his name? Maybe don't, don't damn me. The guy that used to work at Prada that they tried to set him up with Charlotte. He went to Smith's Naked Play. Oh, that was this thing is the same actor. Maybe. Oh, wow. Good catch. Oh, people, it's always like on Twitter and stuff. I don't, okay. I, I knew he looked familiar from like another TV show, but I think he was the guy from Prada. Okay. So I love gift giving at this time of year, but when finding great gifts, things can really start to add up. And that's why this season I am shopping with Quince. Quince is the go-to place for luxury essentials at affordable prices for everyone on my list, including myself. We'd like to thank Quince for supporting our show. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. So I'm really, really glad I found this company and this site. Everything is so affordable, but looks really luxury. Uh, So as you're perusing it, they have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. They have washable silk tops and dresses. They have cotton sweaters and all kinds of comfy stuff, like just cozy pants that you can wear. I love the colors. I love the styles, but the prices are really the reason to shop here on top of obviously the selection prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So it's unbelievable. It partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman. And it just passes the savings directly onto you from Quince. And I just love what they're doing. I love the styles. There's so much variety and it is such a one-stop shop, whether you're shopping for kids, your significant other, your parents, anybody will really love this. You can get affordable luxury for everyone on your list with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GGE to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash GGE for free shipping and 365 day returns. And what I just think is overall, a lot of this is just lazy. I just, I, I don't need every single, like I was telling you that I thought that she didn't mourn big enough and you were like, well, you know, maybe it doesn't need to be the whole season that she's mourning. And the point is to move on and date. Like I don't need every single arc to be 
Some things can be episodic. It's fine. Alcoholism is not episodic. It's not just like a 30 minutes and we fixed it. I know. That was kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think she used Big's death whenever she could turn the attention back on her. That's for sure. That's like, true. Especially like they were like, what's the worst breakup you've ever had on the finale? I was like, the post-it. I was like, she's going to say the post-it. It's going to be this amazing throwback to Sex in the City. And she was like, my husband died. Bitch, it's not a breakup. It's not even funny. It's not even a good joke. That's true. Like they were like, ha ha ha. That's so funny. Like, Carrie, Carrie wins. I'm like, that's not it. You're, that's not a breakup. It's not funny. We had this moment to bring up Burgers Post-It. We didn't. Like, what are we doing here? So true. Or did you not feel it? I, I was, was post well, I was just cringing because I just, I didn't think like, it's so funny. She finally gets to, I think the point was like, she can finally joke about this stuff. Yeah. It just, it's like, I feel like she always could, like the whole thing of that one episode when they were talking about like, I think Miranda's like relationship or yeah. And Charlotte was like, this is a big thing. This is a big deal or something. And Carrie was like, this is not a thing. Big dying is a thing. Like she couldn't help. Like it just, she, so she always used it to turn the attention back on herself. I mean, Carrie's going to carry. She never changed. You know, she just like, even the thing with Steve was so crazy. Like, you know, Steve is sitting here asking her, can you tell me anything what's going on? And she was like, no. And then her ring and Steve had to like, all of a sudden the whole scene turned back to her and Steve having to find her ring. Let's not forget how much she like badgered Steve for advice on Aiden back in the day. Uh You know what I mean? I feel like I didn't even realize how much of an unlikable character she was until I got a little bit older. I feel like they made her hateable in this next round, like stuff that just wasn't even normal human behavior. I mean, I will get into what an unbelievable cunt machine she is just nonstop to Charlotte. But even when she sits down in the last episode with Big's brother and he says to me, she's like, well, if you knew me better, you'd know that she's a report. What do you mean his brother doesn't know you? His brother who clearly lives in New York doesn't know anything about the person <laughs> that his brother married and has lived with for 15 years. Right. Yeah, like back in the day, back in the day, back in Sex in the City, of course, Carrie didn't really know his family because he wanted to keep her away from his family. Like she go spy on him at church but like <laughs> that yeah they've been married for 15 years can we talk about this ashes situation i go will off. not be able to let it go first <laughs> of all i'm sitting here like oh i thought big was cremated why are we talking about burying him do you bury ashes in a plot Oh, so I, he's like, where are his remains? And when Carrie said on the shelf, I was like, oh, so they cremated him. But you know that I'm like fully so confused because there was a casket at the funeral that Samantha oh. sent flowers to. Well, you can do a casket do and still casket burn, the, burn the body, cremate the do? body. You, you can't, you, can, you, cremate it. you can do whatever you want. Great. But like, are we burying ashes now? Like that was so weird. Like the brother wanted the ashes to be buried. We we aren't burying oh, right. ashes. Well, don't you do it? In a, well, so for Jews, don't do that. Jews don't. We don't and everybody can do, do what they want. I don't, I don't know anything about it. You know, people can do whatever they want. I personally feel so strongly about like keeping the ashes of Dewey. For example, we spread some at the beach, but like yeah. I feel like I want part of him with me. And also from having some uh, animal that died, like I know how, how much ashes Dewey was. So I can't imagine how many ashes big was. So those weren't all the ashes in that little Eiffel Tower purse, <laughs> but the way that they dumped out, <laughs> the way that was the most, the music stopped and she just dumped his ashes. It was so epic. It was so anticlimactic. It was like dump him in the water. It was like, this was the wrong move, Carrie. You should have kept him in the closet. Like, what are we doing here? Also Paris, I don't know. Why was that like their well, he thing? went and got her in Paris. Oh. After he fuckboyed her for like 20 years. Yeah, I mean, Paris is like super like significant to them. Um, um, you're so right. I, it's not all of his ashes. And I thought like, 
I don't know. Listen, do, you do you, everybody. I just, I didn't know people were out here burying urns. Like you're cremated or you're buried, right? That's like one or the other. So I was like, what is going on here? Well, isn't the point of cremating somebody so that like people that love you can have you in their home? Yeah, or spread, like for, or spread we, their ashes. we do, we've, we've done that as a family. Like my, always like a spread on the farm, like my grandparents and stuff like that. And then of course we took Dewey's and put them in the ocean, but I kept most of them. And they're in this little box that has a picture of him. Like, I feel like he's there with me. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it just, <laughs> I also just feel like it's his family. It's, it's his whole family. And Carrie's like, I'll decide. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, here's his brother being like, we'd love for you to be a part of the family plot. And she's like, I'm going to go throw him off a bridge in Paris. Nothing in the show makes sense. Nothing. We just did a whole episode about how she needed a hip replacement. She's so old. She needs a hip replacement. replacement. Her storylines were just the worst. And then we think she's going to fuck the hip replacement guy. What happened to the physical therapist? We don't know. We do not know. Also speaking of Paris, like, I mean, it was obviously they were doing a parallel between Miranda from Sex and the City judging Carrie for going to Paris and then Carrie doing the same for her to go into LA for a couple months. Carrie's like, I'm going to move to Paris. Of course, her friends are going to be upset. <laughs> Miranda's like, I'm going to LA for a couple months. Carrie's why do you care, Carrie? <laughs> no, I, I know what they were trying to do. And then also, by the way, the trans rabbi needed more. I needed of, more of that. Listen, the funniest was burn. Like, and Anthony, like the, all the, there's so many good characters. That I was like, give us more. There is nothing crazier, nothing in the world than the dynamic between Charlotte and Carrie. It is insane. Carrie's like, I bought both of you tickets to come with me to Paris. And Charlotte's like, I'm in. And Miranda's like, I can't go. And Charlotte's like, I guess it's you and me. And Carrie's like, I'm all set. I have ever seen. It is just a nonstop cunt parade in Charlotte's direction out of Carrie's mouth. It is so crazy. Charlotte's like, I think our friend has a drinking problem. I'm very concerned about You're her. So and Carrie's right. like, I'm going to start a drinking problem if you don't shut the fuck up. It is so crazy to me. I, yeah, it's it's so bad. I mean, Miranda was a cunt too. I mean, we can, we'll get into Miranda, but like Miranda, what a, such a bitch. Like towards the end, I just hated all of it. Like the way she acted when um, I found this tweet that I liked. It said like, so Miranda is about to abruptly end her marriage and explore her sexuality, but Carrie isn't allowed to change her opinions about the afterlife to give her comfort after her husband passes. It was shocking. And then she goes, it's guilt. Move on. Did you catch that? Yes, I caught it. The whole scene was so strange. And listen, I understand there's creative license. And if we just watch people just be normal all day, every day, there would be no television shows. And I understand that we make characters that are not believable sometimes. Michael Scott is one of my favorite characters of all time. He's (laughs) not a believable character. But I would like there to be some believability and kindness and no one in this show behaves to another person how anybody would actually act and I do think there should be some believability and I think a major theme of the last episode I don't even know if like people complained so bad about the show and so they actually changed it but um, I think a major theme of the last show is that it's okay to like change and evolve and want different mm-hmm. stuff and not be the character you used to be because I think there was so much outcry especially about Miranda changing so much that they had to build into the dialogue like it's okay to change and be a different person and evolve but like what are we doing here with these characters You know what? I will say, I think that this demonstrated so much how Samantha was the best character and that carried that show on her back. Like Samantha cut up all of that. They were all judgmental. They all, Miranda Carey and 
America, Charlotte are judgmental people Mm -hmm. in Sex and the City. Samantha had the best lines. She had the best humor. She was the most progressive. She was like never cringe. She was always on point. She cut up all of their bullshit. Like this is the show without Samantha, honestly. I feel like looking back, you're like, they all kind of had this in them. You know me. I I think we can agree to disagree. I don't think Charlotte has hardly changed at all. I think she was like the same character we saw in Sex and the City. Um, Miranda changed for the worst of anybody Mm -hmm. because we do still love Miranda. I mean, there's so many think pieces on like, we should all be Mirandas Uh and like, here we are. But you feel Samantha's absence so greatly. And like, looking back, you're like, she was the one that always just got in there when shit got like cringy, mean, judgmental. You know what I mean? It just, she was so important. It's just so not the same without her. It's she, she was the most progressive one. I like to use that word. Cause like, I think I walked away from that show. I mean, everybody wants to be the Carrie growing up. Everybody's like, Carrie, Carrie, I want to be the Carrie. You grow up wanting that, but like you look back, even Carrie in this rendition of Sex and the City is so judgmental and sexually stifled, which I don't understand has like not talked to her husband about masturbation. It's I've never heard of such a, such a thing. Never heard of she had a, a column called Sex and the City. And then you remember like the sexual progressiveness was just Samantha. <laughs> First of all, if I listen... I love this show. I want more of it. I think it's such, it's a train wreck. I'm obsessed with it. You're I was, obsessed with yeah, it. I can't get enough of it. I, we, I want to say, I want to be, I want to keep it real. Be I want them to it. call us and yeah. we can discuss with them the plot lines for next season. And get rid of all the writers and the producers and we'll produce it. So I love that the, her podcast is going to be called Sex in the City. I mean, yeah, whatever. It was cheesy, but I was like, that's a great, a great callback moment. But did you know that girl called her? First of all, someone tweeted also like, do they not know what a podcast is? We have these callers. Like it's a radio show. Someone called in and she was like, I'm so gutted. My boyfriend left me and Carrie's like, it is what it is. <laughs> Like when Carrie was just giving her like a, it is what it is. And you should have, I was like, I literally blacked out on the the most generic advice that she gave towards the end. And that made that hot ass producer want to fuck her in the elevator. (laughs) No, it's so true. She gave the advice that I, we did that episode about the worst advice you can give people. We said it in this episode, I stick by telling somebody who is in crisis, you will love again. It'll get better. Yes. Things are going to be fine. Everyone fucking knows that every person is a rational person that understands if I just live long enough, I'll get over it. That's not what I'm trying to hear right now. I didn't call you for that. I felt so deeply offended as yes. people who do a dating podcast that it was, she was just like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Also, she by didn't the- say I don't know. She strung together a bunch of Again, words. I that also out. meant, I don't know, but she strung together a bunch of words that were just, here's what I do know is that it will get better and you will love again and it will be fine. No one like, wants to She shouldn't that. be giving dating advice. Like that's terrible. I don't know why, whatever. It's, it's unrealistic. Also in saying that Che quit the podcast to go film a pilot that may or may not get picked up. Also, you know, the cool thing about podcasts, they can be remote. I cannot believe it. <laughs> she just it's quit so the podcast true. to film a pilot. That may or may not. I can't. Anyone in entertainment also knows you don't quit your day job for something that may or may not happen. I know. Like Bobby Lee, Ashley, bye. I mean, insane. And also, I don't think that podcast had been around that long. Carrie was new to it. Mm Mm-hmm. It was just so insane. And like the way that she announced that, you know, it was so crazy when she did this whole, like, let me like announce moving to California and then tell Miranda later, I want her to go. And then she goes, what can I say? I'm a narcissist. I was like, yes, you are. Yes. Don't, when someone goes, what can I say? I'm a narcissist. Fucking run. Run away from that person. You don't just like up and leave everything. You, you leave this internship you wanted and your friends behind. I understand she was going to LA for two months. It's like not going to like Calcutta for a year. Yeah, but she threw, to throw, 
throw a party to sit your girlfriend down in between your grandparents. Miranda looked like one of them. She just, I couldn't get over it. She just looked like she was trying to look like a grandmother the whole show. I just, the scenes with her and Che, I'm like, what am I looking at? But it's so true. She had this whole party to announce that she was going, like, and didn't tell her beforehand. Like, I would be like, we are not going to date anymore. This is insane behavior. Also, Ashley, if we were at a bar and someone like stopped what I was doing and there's like, let's be 85 people in this bar and someone stops everything to like get on the mic and sing a song and be like, I'm going to California. And everyone like erupts cheering. What do I fucking care what you do? I don't know you. Well, I didn't know if it was like a <laughs> private party or what. I, I don't know. I just... That's yeah, not believable. It's not believable that anyone would treat their significant other like that, that you're you're moving away for a couple of months. You haven't discussed this at all. You haven't mentioned that you applied for this thing. You're out, up for the role. <laughs> you're hoping to get it. You haven't mentioned this at all. It was so, it was just, I mean, Che Diaz, that was just, <laughs> I don't know, the most polarizing character of the whole show. I mean, we loved her stand-up. I thought that that set was really like important. Her comedy well concert. Done. Yes, her comedy concert. At, where was it? Um, At Webster Hall. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great set. I thought it was important. I also liked that character until I hated that character. That move made me hate that character. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've, I was always like... I don't care about James. Like, I mean, I, I, every time there's an episode, I go on Twitter, I read everything. I screenshot everything. I put something on my story. So I just, Miranda was so awful. I mean, I get it. Like follow your heart, you know, you're figuring out your identity, but the, the Steve stuff was just really not okay with me. It just was so bad on so many levels. The car conversation with Steve was truly one of the just weirdest, most selfish things, you know? And then she's going to go to LA and, her son is going to, first of all, they didn't tell you that at first. I was like, she's leaving her son, but then Brady was going backpacking. Yeah, so Steve's just right. all alone. Like you don't, you spend your life with this person. I get it. I get like, I understood. Like I like that they show that like marriages go stale and there's more to life. You know, I love that message. We preach that message, but she just like threw him away in the trash. And like, we never saw him again as sex in the city fans. Like we deserve more. Steve deserves more. Like, why did we go down this road and treat this whole situation with such a lack of care? I totally agree with you. And I love the message that things get stale. I love the, the message that after 20 years, maybe we're not sleeping together. It's tough. It's work. It's hard. Maybe you want something else. Maybe you want to explore your sexuality. I love that message that things are like not easy and maybe you got to go. I think they did the audience a huge disservice by actually not having that episode that every person was like, did we miss something here? Like I would have loved to see the development of like, how did you guys decide to like end things? Where are we going to move? How did you discuss this with your children? Like I would have loved to see that development. I would have loved to see how she like told Che she was leaving her husband, like what that looked like. And Che saying like, I don't want to be in a monogamous relationship. What does that look like more? Like, I just feel like they did everybody like a disservice by not having like an episode where we dive into this and really like button this storyline up. A hundred percent. Like why are we doing a storyline about like, Carrie's hip or Carrie's condo. Like, again, like I always want to go back. I'm like, well, was it like this in Sex and the City? Did they just kind of move it along? You know what I mean? I want to like reflect. I'm like, are we just thinking about it in terms of like maybe better shows today that have a little bit more character development and, and more plot development? But I just don't think so. I mean, Miranda and Steve, like even think of the movie, like the Steve cheating, like all that stuff, then reunited on the Brooklyn Bridge. All that stuff was like, we 
were so invested. That's like the, the couple people care about the most. So to not, to all of a sudden have this heartbreaking conversation and then they show up and they're just like painting, like nothing's wrong. Uh-huh. And then Carrie just kind of rebuffs him and has him do a favor for her. And it's like, that's it. And that was the last we saw of Steve. Also, where was Steve's hearing problems in that conversation with him and Carrie? <laughs> he, Steve heard Carrie loud and clear across the room painting. Steve can't function at a green market on a Sunday morning. Can't keep his wallet in his pocket. He can't hear. He's all decrepit. His accent is 10 octaves higher than it ever has been before. And then yeah. and I'm not comparing it to the old sex in the city because I don't think that it like, I don't think that we can compare anything that happens today to something that happened 20 years ago. I'm comparing it to any other show today and the writing is fucking lazy and the character development is lazy and the plot development is lazy. Yeah. That's all I'm saying is like, is this still the same type of show where you don't really get the backstory? It just moves along to the next. I don't really think so. I think we got, I don't think I ever got, I left feeling like that in, in sex in the city. I felt like I felt, got the whole picture, you know? Yeah. Why did we bemoan big every other episode for 17 seasons? There, there were like continuing storylines. hundred percent. Um, I had a few notes on Charlotte. Again, I think she stayed pretty consistent. I think you kind of saw them, her and Harry obviously come to terms with their daughter's like new identity and embrace that and use the right pronouns and stuff like that. That Bob mitzvah thing or the, they mitzvah, like I get it. You don't want to do religion, whatever, but like to, to do it on the day, you know, your parents have spent what? Tens of thousands of dollars. Tens of like, thousands. That like was like, oh my God, this is why I don't have kids. I don't want kids. I just, I mean, again, I don't believe that as a storyline. Like no one would behave like that. Like I, I know. Don't, I don't think a kid has the balls to do some bullshit like that the day of. That's crazy. It's unheard of. Um, I agree with you. I don't think Charlotte changed so much. I don't like love the character. I think they sort of like amped up certain things. I, I really hated that storyline where she was like screaming at Harry and refused to like the apologize. Yeah. For, oh, like, no, I, I did too. Yeah. For hurting my, no, you did. Like I, I just, I thought that was very strange. Um, I just, I think they make her this sort of like helpless, bumbling idiot. Um, something we talked about was that like, yes, I think that the, you know, everybody gets a friend who's a minority storyline is really forced and that none of them seem to like understand how to interact in the world with anybody other than like white, straight, cisgendered people. Um, it would have been gay the, people. It, and gay, um, yeah, gay people. It, it would have been the most believable with Charlotte and you and I were talking about that and like it's, I understood the storyline with just her. It didn't have to be every character. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they could have just had like this like Charlotte gets woke storyline, but they kind of let it like permeate. I, I, whatever. I, also, again, can't stress enough. Like those characters were the best. I mean, I really loved the Professor Naya's storyline. I would love to see more of that. The thing about the not having kids, like that, that hit me so hard. I wanted to see more of that. So I love all those characters that they brought in. But yeah, I liked them more than the the core characters too actually i liked all of them a lot more i loved it at the end she said something like you know we i forget how she phrased it but like we just sort of want to feel like how it feels to be physically without each other i like this idea that you don't have to break up because somebody's not working out you can Mm -hmm. try and see like what a different dynamic feels like i loved that of course they didn't follow up on it they just ended the show Uh, (laughs) yeah i mean i just I I still I don't know I I feel like I can't say like I still love these characters you know this I saw this really funny recap today and it was like I still love Carrie I still love Miranda I still love Charlotte I'm like I I don't I don't really I just I miss Samantha I love Seema I love Naya I love Anthony I love the trans rabbi <laughs> Harry and his big old dick let's have his prosthetic big old dick let's have like a show now with just all the like secondary characters I, know. I love that show that show I know, Papa I know and I will watch a second season I just I feel that the the writing was a little lazy I really wanted my biggest issues is the way that Carrie talks to Charlotte throughout the whole show. I just, I don't, I think the show was so much about like maybe 
our real loves in life are each other. Like the friendship loves are like the predominant relationship that takes us through everything. And I don't think she's a nice friend to other people. And I thought that they could have made it like a little more tolerable to watch. Yeah, a hundred percent. It just, it was, Carrie is the least likable, but then Miranda really came in and took the title by the end. And like, Mm -hmm. then I was kind of like, man, maybe Carrie isn't so bad. (laughs) But then I'm telling you, Carrie became kind of cooler by proxy with Seema. She did. Well, Seema's amazing. Seema was the Samantha replacement. And they yeah. had like fucking that guy who was hot. Oof. And then Carrie got a dose of her own medicine because Carrie was like, maybe it was just weird to kiss this guy. And Seema's like, I'm trying to get dick right now. And she just like hangs up. <laughs> you know what storyline I loved? Charlotte, Charlotte's Lily's tampon. <laughs> I had so much trouble getting the tampon in and I, my mom like didn't, I didn't ask for her help. She would have helped, but like, I really found that very endearing. That was my favorite episode. Mine too. It was just, it was the one where they acted the most like normal human yeah. beings. It's a, it's like kind of cute and funny. She's teaching her how to put a tampon in. Yeah. It was the least horrible episode. Yeah. I read this great New York times article where they interviewed like all the people involved in the show. They got very defensive. They're asking questions about like, do you think you did a disservice to Steve? Do you think you did a disservice to people 50 and older? And it was just like, no, no, you know no. what? I, I wonder if there's just, if that's part of it, I feel like I've seen that too. And they're like very defensive and it's like, Hey, everybody is talking so much shit about the show. Like maybe you should listen. You, you know me. I'm like, you're not going to please everybody. I don't, I can, we can't listen to people, everybody that critiques us. Like, I, you know, I can't say it enough, but yeah. it feels like you guys should listen. A little bit. You know? Yes. Okay. Can I just read this, this thing? Okay. <laughs> this was this, uh, Evan Ross, Ross cats. This was on, yeah. um, do you see this? No, but I know that. You is. know this. Okay. He goes, I'm going to miss the fuck out of the show. Hey, it's Che Diaz, Miranda's wig, Harry's prosthetic hawk. DM me if you want to chill again soon, okay? Chucky in the subway, Stanford in Tokyo. You better step your pussy up, Shubbly. Miranda's grunting orgasm. I'm not happy. Peloton, X, Y, and me. A finger made you feel alive. Steve's hearing aid, hot fellas bread. Miranda, I've done a ton of weed. Cleveland, fertile myrtle. I have a toddler, double vomit, fingering, craving me some Che. LTW's head to toe Moschino. Holocaust denier. I'm in a rom-com carry. Like, what a trip down memory lane. (laughs) I know. I was reading it when I was getting my hair done, like laughing at everything. I'm craving me some change. I could cringe. (laughs) And then he said, you can love this show, hate the show, love to hate it, whatever, but you cannot deny the show's grip. It's true. I mean, we just did a whole half episode about it. He said, did I laugh at moments that weren't intended as jokes? Heartily. Did I cringe often? Do I want more? Certainly. Here's hoping. Yeah, right. Um, and I want to read you, right <laughs> as we're recording, Mira Shaw, who was one of our favorite episodes, unbelievable, Dr. Mira Shaw, texted us a tweet that she found that is so funny <laughs> and so accurate um, from James Tyson. Um, it says, and just like that is the worst show on television. If they released a new episode every day, I would watch it. It never should have been made. I want 17 more seasons. It deserves every Emmy. <laughs> The twists and turns in this tweet are so I crazy. I feel like it's, that. It's so accurate. Every week I'm like, I just, I hate watch it so hard. And every week I say to you, like, I hope they don't start making this less terrible because like, I enjoy how terrible it is. Have we been punked? Like, is the joke on us? I think like, so. do you think they were like, we'll never create a show as great as Sex in the City again. So let's just have a show people are hate watching. You know what I mean? Like, do you think they were like, we'll never do Sex in the City again. The second movie was an abomination. We can't ever go back there. Just make it a cringe fest. Like, and everyone I will-, will cover it. Every single publication, Vox, the New York Times, The Cut, everyone has covered every single episode. You're so right. Because they're so bad. I no know. show has ever been this bad and gotten this 
much press. I know. Most shows just fade into the abyss. Like, are they just, are they laughing all the way to the bank? (laughs) Like, I don't care either way. That tweet, I just like speaks to my soul. I'm like, I hate this. I can't watch enough of it. Give me more. I would watch three more episodes. I would watch 10 more episodes. I would skip all my obligations to watch more of this. Like, I've never felt like this. Raina, you know me. I don't sit through shows. I don't even, if like, I haven't ever said this in the podcast. I'll reveal it right now. I don't care. I'm not doing succession. I watched three episodes and I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't hate it. I I just don't love it. So I don't know if I love, I don't know how I feel. I feel so torn because I will, like he said, watch 17 more seasons. I would, I would watch an episode every day. I would wake up at 9am and watch it every day. I love it. Every more, every Thursday morning I wake up, like it's Christmas morning and I'm like, what terrible thing are they going to do on this episode today? I like, there was like one day I woke up and it was like cultural appropriation day on the show. And like, they were telling Charlotte, she couldn't have like the dolls in her daughter's room. And it was like, what are they going to do this week to make it terrible? Well, well, they think every week I was just like, every week I was like, I hope they don't make it less terrible. I can't get enough of it. It's true. This is the worst show on television and I hope they make a hundred more seasons. But it's so crazy because like, it's not just the nostalgia. Like I think people that aren't even as obsessed with Sex and City as we were, as a lot of people were, are still hate watching this. Like I'm not watching like two and a half men because it's bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, the, the, the writers for like The Cut and Vox and all these people that are covering it every week weren't alive at the times that you and I were watching this and like when we were like 18 watching this and yeah. emulating it. Like these are people that didn't grow up with the show as much. And they're still loving to hate it. They're still loving to hate it. It's just like when you compare it to the just the lexicon of what's going on today, every other show, it's so bad. But I love it. I love to see what terrible thing they're going to do every I week. I also just, I mean, it's, spe- it's special because they shoot it here. It's not on a set. It's right. not friends. I mean, it's still like the city we live, the, the city we live in, the city we love, like 17 more seasons 17 and more the Emmys. Here's hoping. Okay. Do you think Samantha's ever coming back? Um, so I, again, the New York Times article I read this morning with all of the like producers, directors, whatever, first of all, no, all of them sound very defensive. They, they did not give one inch in terms of yeah. like the questions, but um, they were asked about Samantha coming back and so overall, it was just sort of like, you never know. But I just, I feel like Kim Cattrall was like pretty clear. She was just like, I, I don't want to work with with Sarah Jessica Parker and this is dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will go to bed tonight giggling about those ashes be, just being dumped out of her little Eiffel Tower. So anti- like, did you? So did the music stopped. It was like crickets. Well, these ashes just dumped. They didn't do a slow mo. They didn't do anything dramatic. Like you should have seen me putting Dewey's ashes in the wind. It was drama. I had like it was choreography. Like I was like, this is a moment. She was like, here they go. She did a shake. <laughs> She was like, there they go. I saw that horrible dress she was wearing and I was like, I hope it's going to get all over her. I hope it ruins the dress. Like and it just went directly down. I've never <laughs> seen ashes just fall without blowing all over the place. She dumped those ashes like my dad dumped his plastic bag of Dewey's ashes. Just one fell swoop and he was like, I'm done. She Lee I Hasseltine was like, that body. She Lee Hasseltine Biggs. <laughs> it's so Biggs, true. Biggs you know predatory never, Peloton riding ashes. Do you know what I never thought about is that like a body is a lot of ashes. It's no. not going in that little purse. No, so that's what I'm thinking. She kept some, or maybe she's going to give some to the brother, spread them around. Barely knows her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought we were done, and here we are. here we are. We always we have we're done. One we final surprise. <laughs> we do know one person who was on the show. One of our friends, a friend of the pod, and the love of my life. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 
the father of my children I'll never have. No, um, Osama Siddiqui, who was on two episodes ago, he was on, oh, he was on the, the episode where the kids were loud on the front stoop. He, and he Unbelievable storyline. He line. called Carrie ma'am. Yeah, it was a whole story. Carrie's boring storyline that uh, episode was about her downstairs neighbor and she didn't know about earplugs or noise canceling anything. Wild storyline. What it was arc. so wild. Yeah. So ahead of its time. Crazy. So great. They really pushed the there envelope. There so many dicks on, in that episode though. That was the dick episode. <laughs> so it was, yeah. But anyway, Usama had this part on it and he was here doing a little something uh, with us recently and we were like, will you give us an exclusive? So <laughs> we did an exclusive interview uh, with Usama Siddiqui of and just like that. And here is that interview. Guys, we have such a treat for you. We have the star of And Just Like That, episode eight for about two minutes, Usama Siddiqui, New York City comedian. It's offensive that you said two minutes because it was like 35 milliseconds. Okay. It was not, it was like half a scene. It was, were you in it twice? No. I was in it twice. I was in it twice. Okay. And there was lots. Two scenes. Two scenes. Um, uh, one where I'm just being super loud. Uh, my name is Funny Loud Guy. In the that's my actual script. They don't give you a name. It's not like Daryl. It's like, hey, you're a funny loud bitch. And basically I had to just yell and be really loud and just make Carrie annoyed because uh, we're young kids on the stoop, just having a good time. And then you said sorry, ma'am. And that like hit her at her core. So it's yes, dude. So it was like a climactic song. Well, the whole uh, Carrie's whole storyline was like being called ma'am that episode, right. basically. So you really were a part of this a huge part of that story. I was the main villain of that C storyline. <laughs> yeah, I was the I, Dan and Lewis called me like at a boy kid, you know. I, I it was big. I I will say this right after I did that sh- the the line every after every show now there's like just women sorry ma'am it's like becoming my dangerous like Carlton dance or my Rick James bitch you know what I'm saying where it's like like it's like this uh, caricature where it's like the fans are just like there for the line and it's ruining my life. Osama, I don't like being called ma'am, but I would let you call me ma'am. Yeah. in bed. I would call you madam. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, the sexual tension in this room is unbelievable, okay? I feel and like Belle like and I that. just need to leave so they can fuck, okay? And just like that. And just fuck. like that, Belle and I left so that Usama could come on Ashley. Um, so this I, has been your thing. Yes. Sorry, ma'am. Okay, be honest. How much did you love Sarah Jessica Parker? So I'm a big fan of SJP. I think she's fucking she hotter as the years went on. I think she's hotter in this show than she is in uh, the original Sex and the City. Just her vibe is like, she's like, so like when you're older and you're like, Nammier. like tight, I don't know if it's hot. Maybe I'm getting older. I don't know. But um, during the shoot, she was walking upstairs and I was like, hey, Sarah, great job. Maybe I came out too weird and she was just like, eh, and just kept walking. Guys, you heard it here first. SJP is racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, kidding. The, 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 <laughs> The SJ Jews people. So they do film all this in New York. Yeah, bro. I was, where I was, where I was, was that? In uh, East Village. In East Village. East Village. Oh people, my gosh! Yeah, in the hood. People went in the deep hood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel that you will be a recurring character um, for this storyline? Wait till you hear my. <laughs> wait till you hear my yes, sir. Okay. There's a whole different, whole different storyline coming. Be- I say yes, sir. Oh um, when Big comes back to life, <laughs> Big comes back to life. Just kidding. They're definitely not doing that. <laughs> if there was a writer, they were mid-writing and they just threw that whole fucking book out the yeah. window. So did yeah. you? That was the episode with all the dick. 
Yes. Did you did you know that it was coming? I uh, requested to be on. Was your dick on? Dick. Was your dick the third dick? And they cut it because there was. <laughs> and did it and did it catch a breeze when you were out shooting in the East Village? Listen, my dick is sag, but my, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> my dick gets day raped. I somehow have not had to cut. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you interact with anyone else on set? Um, SJP, the the main the young girl. Uh, who storyline it was? Other loud girl. Who, yes, not. She was also fun. We're talking about the white girl who was like the main storyline. That's what I'm saying. She was also like yeah, the loud, loud. neighbor, the neighbor, yeah. the actual neighbor, she super was, hot. Yes, she was very like inaccessible, like hot level. You know where she's like, hey, that was fun. Cool. Just too cool for. She, she should have been on Euphoria to be honest. She was Euphoria vibes. <laughs> totally Euphoria vibes with her. Uh, she's very nice, but you there's a demarcation very quickly on the acting set, like who has what power. And I was at the lowest level, so I was hanging out with the PAs mostly. They were the most fun people. <laughs> yeah, I was hanging out with the guy who gave the pudding. I was I was next to him, like hanging out. Someone asked you to go get him something. You're like, I'm on the show. I was like, yes, ma'am. As well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, what's uh, what's next for you? <laughs> <laughs> Any predictions for the yeah. show? Your character? What's your arc? <laughs> maybe uh, wash a dish next time in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else like acting wise? Yeah, yeah. I, I have uh, something uh, coming. Um, uh, oh, you're always acting. I got, I got one more next month coming, and then one more month after that coming. Yeah, I like you in that one thing where you're like clean cut. Oh, the uh, I like you like all the time. Thank but. you so much. Uh, <laughs> what was that again? Aquafina. Aquafina. Yes. Yeah. I will see you. All right. Well, thank you for the. Actually, all this vibe. You never tell me until I meet you. You've always done this. Throw me some. I had to get a nose job to try to lock you down. Yeah, it's working. Throw me some messages out here. You know, she's all like two years later. I've been loving you for years. Throw me a message. It's a bit. No, it's not a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Salma, thank you for this and just like that exclusive. We really appreciate it. Good time, (laughs) ma'am. See that? (laughs) All right. Well, there you heard it. Straight from Usama's mouth. Do uh, you think that you guys are going to sleep together and when? It's so f- I I think I told you this like the day that he was he was here like it's very funny cuz I'll just hit on him relentlessly and, and he'll be like Ashley do you want to fuck and I'd be like yes you know this you know I think but it's so abrasive that he thinks you're kidding it's how I am with Dylan too I'm always like you're the hottest man baby you're king among men and I, he's just like I feel like Dylan thinks I'm kidding okay here's the thing I don't think we would get down to it and here's what I think would happen if Usama and I were face to face let's say we're in our underwear we've gotten to that point we're in our like, <laughs> I feel you like, wear underwear true we're, in, we're our, in our underwear I'm wearing lingerie for him no but like you know where those shorts you wore in front of my stepdad or house. <laughs> so here's what I'm picturing. I picture us in a standoff, like maybe like you make a move, and he's like, you do it. And I'm like, you do it. See, I knew you were kidding. No, I knew you were kidding. Like, I actually don't see it happening. We have a total friend vibe. I when I'm around him, I'm not it's it's such a I love having funny relationships like that where you just like aggressively flirt with somebody and I don't I'm not I don't like actually have feelings for him and he doesn't have feelings for me you know what I mean like I actually don't I think he's attractive he's so funny I love being around him I love flirting with him but like I if I can I picture even making out with him I actually can't well that's my exact relationship with Dylan they're best friends um yeah. Dylan Palladino who's also a guest on the show it's just like he's like baby I'm so in love with you you're the sexiest woman I'm just waiting you out and like he calls me to talk about every girl he's gonna break up with like we're never gonna hook up it's yeah. not like we talk about wanting each other but like we would never we're not like it's just not like that 
So, and I think those relationships are fun. It is fun, but it was funny because the day that we were here, like Bella was here too. She was like, "What is going on?" I know. Here? She probably was like, "What the fuck?" When is he going was like, "Ashley, do you want to fuck?" And I was like, "Yes, Osama." And he was like, "Seriously?" I was like, "Yes." What are we doing here? But I'm like, I don't think I am serious. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, that took a turn. And just like that, best worst show ever made. Thank you guys for listening to this recap. Yeah, thank you. And if we miss anything next week, we'll, well, I don't care. We'll talk about this forever. We'll talk about this forever. I'm going to miss it care. every week. What am I going to hate every week? There's so much good TV There's right too now. Much good TV. <laughs> and, you know, speaking of good content, continue to listen to our show. You guys know where to find us. Girlsgotteatpodcast.com. Girlsgotteatpodcast on Instagram. I am Ash Hess on Instagram. Raina is Raina.Greenberg. Uh, like we said, if you guys are coming to any upcoming shows, DC, California, send us the tea, email us. We told you up top what to do and we will see you there. We'll see you in DC this weekend. We can't wait. Get tickets to shows that still have tickets available next week, Valentine's Day, hot episode, four-year anniversary, all the things. <sighs> Damn, it's my dr- swan song. Raina's going to be, it's her swan song. You'll see. And, uh, we will see you next week. Have a good week, guys, and we'll see you this weekend. Bye. Bye.